0: Hi, my name is Josh McCarthy, and I want to welcome you to another edition of our Ask the Experts Weekend here on 104.5 WOKV. And this show is dedicated to you, the workforce of today and tomorrow. Pete, the job guy, Langlois, introduces his listeners to the most innovative companies and he explores the career journeys behind some of the world's most influential individuals. And this is all done with an honest and oh-so entertaining filter that is unique to Pete, the job guy, Langlois. Take it away, Pete. Welcome, all you hard workers. Well, you did it. You made a great decision today, and that is listening to Hard Worker with Pete the Job Guy Langlois and Eric Ross, my Hello. partner. Over here. <laughs> Guys, this show is dedicated to the workforce of today and tomorrow. We give workforce advice, tips, guidance, and we're experts. I've been running staffing agencies for 25 years, folks. I've placed thousands and thousands of people in their jobs. I know all about jobs. That's why I'm the Job Guy doggone it. Uh, and that's what this show is about. But one of my favorite elements of the show is we get to introduce Jacksonville to some of Jacksonville's most influential people. And today is no different. Eric, you know, you're happy. about I'm this. excited. I'm excited <laughs> today, guys. Let me tell you who my guest is. and We're going to welcome her to the show. Her name is Lisa Cochran, and she's the chief information officer of ViStar Credit Union. Lisa, welcome to the show. Thank you. You know, I love hearing about people's career journeys. I think that's the most important thing. Tell us, tell us a little more about you and your role at ViStar, if you would.
1: Well, as the chief information officer, I am in charge of all of the technology at ViStar, including information security, and then, you know, everything our members uh, interact with online or um, our branch personnel use or call centers. That's, all me, all, I'm responsible it's, for technology. It, it's a big deal.
0: It's a big deal, yeah. and that's on the app dev side, infrastructure side, security, all of it, the all whole of gamut. It,
1: yes, <laughs> all of it. How many employees total? Um, in my area, or in, in your by, area? Yeah, uh, there's a little over 200. So
2: not that many people. To be responsible <laughs> well, for. well, no when I, I was
1: at my job before this, I had 2,500 people working for me. So it feels like uh, a little bit okay. smaller, okay. but it's still a big organization. We still do a lot. Go ahead. And I'm
2: up. Okay. So I, I have to ask,
1: mm-hmm.
2: how did you get into IT, right? When did it start the journey there and in the, into the new role, but how'd you get into it? What sparked that passion and, and go from there?
1: Well, I saw a computer for the first time when I was, I think in seventh grade. And uh, that probably tells people how old I am. I probably <laughs> shouldn't have said that, but anyway, we'll nah. forget like imagine that I was like a child genius that was I was think Perfect. I was two when that happened but um <laughs> anyway I saw a computer and I was like wow this is really awesome and uh and then in seventh grade we also did a career study and I was trying to decide should I be a writer or should I uh go be a computer scientist and writers made twelve thousand dollars and computer scientists made thirty five thousand dollars and decision. like I sealed uh my choice and uh um, I was really lucky though. I had a I was I grew up in Sydney, Nebraska, a little tiny town in the Midwest in the um What was
2: the population? Uh
1: about 6,000. But I lived out in the country, so I went to a one-room schoolhouse. For oh, like, I love <laughs> it. I <laughs> love it.
2: <laughs> so like less than the employees you managed at the last company was your was your total yes, hometown, right? Yeah. Yes.
1: Like when uh, my LinkedIn posts get more views than the population of my town, I feel like <laughs> I love <laughs> it. Excited. We're going to on LinkedIn in a second.
2: All right. follow-up question here. Um we love Jacksonville, Pete and I, right? We talk about it all the time. We live in this love special Jackson. city. So how have you, if you have, seen Jacksonville begin to transform as a tech hub?
1: Uh, you know, I, uh, I'm involved in uh, a lot of the work with the universities to try to uh, create fintech programs because Jacksonville has a lot of financial institutions here and we're really trying to grow and, and uh, be a fintech hub. And the city's really leaning into that. And so are the universities and colleges around here. And so, yeah, you know, I think it's exciting. I think it's a great place to be and a great time to be here. Jacksonville
0: is I mean from an employment standpoint um, and technology the the, all you have to do is do a a Google search or go in indeed and see how many great companies are looking for IT talent right now Uh, this is a tech hub and it's growing and I've been in technology a a long time I was a a former techie but back when I uh, started (laughs) I was uh, uh, programming in uh, strings of ones and zeros yes
1: (laughs) I use that line all the time with my team. I'm Didn't like, really? it's not that hard. It's all zeros and ones at
0: the end of the day. <laughs> oh, come on. Man. A little Fortran and some Cobol back yeah. in the day and uh, you know, it's it's great. And then we had uh, the Lotus Notes and uh, well, before Windows came out, uh, uh, there was a CNA <laughs> Jeez, certification. <man>. Novell. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, well, I, re- one of my first jobs was programming for the operational readiness and test system for Aegis naval ships, which is another reason I love Jacksonville and our military here. Right, But, um, uh, Anyway, uh, to program like a button on a window, it was like 20 lines of code. Like <laughs> you, you know, now developers they just like drag and drop it from whatever right, like right. Too fancy tool they're using. Right. But when I was programming back
2: in the day, <laughs> walked uphill in the snow yeah, barefoot. It was like- well,
0: you know, we're talking about some, some some weird technology and other stuff in the past that's that's long gone. What are some <laughs> of the in demand uh things now from a from a job position like technology positions that you see more in demand right
1: now Uh, you know um, the most important thing that I think a technologist has to have or the skill they have to have is the ability to adapt to change Mm. and um, and use their technical background but be curious and learn new technologies because the thing that was popular yesterday isn't popular today but um, you know I would say cloud-based technology and moving things to the cloud which You know, people, it's like the mysterious cloud. It's really just (laughs) like software and systems hosted somewhere outside of your own uh, domain. I like, you know, try to dumb everything down (laughs) so that I can understand it and other people can understand it too.
0: (laughs) Right, right. Oh, wait a second. That music tells us we need to take a a quick break and listen to this message from our show sponsor. You're listening to Hard Worker with Pete the Job Guy on 104.5. WOKB.
1: Hey, Jacksonville. It's me, Angie Langlois, one of the managing partners here at Ascendo Resources in Jacksonville, Florida. Ascendo Resources is an award-winning, certified, minority-owned staffing firm that specializes in placing highly skilled professionals on a temporary, temp-to-perm, or direct hire basis. Call the true professionals at Ascendo today, because despite the current challenges, our talented recruiters can find exactly what you need. Call me, Angie Langlois, at 904-479-9610. Welcome
0: back, folks. That was our show sponsor. Folks, today we have Lisa Cochran, Chief Information Officer of ViStar Credit Union with us here in the studio. And we're happy to have her. And uh, Lisa, I'm going to ask you this question. What emerging technology do you see in the banking industry on the horizon?
1: Well, you know, I think everybody's hears about cryptocurrency Mm. and um, Mm. and again you know to some it's a mysterious unknown Um, but I think banks are getting more curious about cryptocurrency there's been some uh, big announcements with discover and and other large Visa is doing some things that delving into the crypto space so I think we're going to continue to hear more about that in the financial institutions and financial industry.
2: That might be another side conversation. I think we should have a guest on, including yourself, talking about blockchain and cryptocurrency. Could you educate like idiots like myself or my
1: former boss is a CEO of a company that now like specializes in that, so I'll just bring him along and that's that's
2: a different world. So I (laughs) we we've briefly talked about LinkedIn. I gotta read something. So Lisa had a post- (laughs) Incredible picture, fan was on, hair's flowing. She's got this beautiful red hair, right? Not to be weird. I want to. I'm kind of weird. It, we are, we are, right? I'm gonna read a, a couple parts, then ask a question. I've had a lot of people who saw things in me that I didn't always see in myself, which created opportunities for me that I could not have scripted. Okay, next line here. That is what it takes to be a superhero. Create opportunities for others and believe in them. I promise you, they will exceed your expectations if you hashtag break the bias. Wow! Love that, right? And again, she had quite a few, I think, views and comments mm-hmm. on it. And I this first hundred fifty thousand, if, so, if I remember. So, rolling into the question, what advice would you give someone looking to get into tech, into a tech career?
1: Yeah, I, technology was my way into the world. You know, I. You know, in Nebraska, I didn't go to a lot of places. I, you know, got excited about a box of hand-me-downs and technology opened up the world to me. I've managed people in Singapore, Mexico City. I've gone all over the world and, and it was a great place to be. So if anybody who wants to be in technology, I want to create opportunities for them. And, you know, part of that is making girls feel comfortable with tech and also, um, you know, another underrepresented areas: uh, African Americans, Latinos, and Blacks. They're only like three percent of the computer science uh, graduates every year. And there's enough jobs. There's, you know, I think twenty-seven thousand open tech jobs in the state of Florida alone. Jeez. Like we, like if all of those people were equally represented, uh, we still would have a shortage of tech resources.
2: So, this is a little off script here. What age is? too young to start or or the right age to start and how old is too old to get into the tech space?
1: Well, there is no, I I don't think uh, there's any age that's too young. I have a 10 year old and I, you know, there's lots of technology toys that you can buy and technology, the basic building block that you have to have is logic. So, you know, just getting a foundation in logic is a great step into it. And I would say you're never too old. Never. Never.
0: Okay. My son was always very, very strong from a technology standpoint. And he had a little side job even when he was in high school fixing computers and getting rid of viruses and getting them all cleaned up and getting them back to people. And he loved technology. He was light years ahead of uh, where I ever was. And what did he do? But he followed dad into the, the tech business, and he's out in Denver, and he's been a technology recruiter for the last seven years. And I don't mind saying he's badass. Shout out to the world-famous crew Langlois. <laughs> you got a follow-up question to that yes, one, sir? Yes, I do.
2: So so we love community involvement. What's going on? What can you share? So your community involvement, especially with organizations like STEM2Hub, let's hear about it.
1: So yesterday with STEM2Hub, to is – um, and Kathleen, who runs that organization, is phenomenal. But there was a contingent of people here from Israel because of the work that Jacksonville is doing. They came to uh, see what stem to hub is doing, and they're really about uh, bridging the digital divide. And and um, you know, if you have access to a computer, you know what computers are, and you can you know, be interested in that field. But we have a lot of. Uh, students in Duval County that necess- that didn't necessarily have those same opportunities, and so what uh, STEM to Hub is doing is it's really a a conglomerate of business leaders, uh, community service leaders, and the education system to put technology in the hands of the people that need it the most. Are or- our children and uh it's created a lot of interest in across the country but also across the world now in the work that they've done and Andrew Jackson high school is a great example of a school that five years ago was a d-rated school uh, there's been a lot of investment in improving education at Andrew Jackson um, high school and it's now a b-rated school and if you go tour it That's they a big have, deal it, it's a huge deal <laughs> yeah it's it's a phenomenal deal. They have a cyber uh security uh academy where uh people are learning cyber security and um you know it just shows like if you have your heart in the right place and you just do something that what a difference you can make.
0: You know, Eric and I, like we always say, work hard, have fun, give back. And community involvement is something that that we're pretty passionate about and very, very involved in the community, you know. Um But when you see it making a difference, you know, one thing I'm passionate about, I'm on the Board of Directors for Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. And just through some of my posts and and some of the outreach that, that we do, someone will reach out to me, oh my gosh, my daughter was just diagnosed with T1D, what do I do? And I love being able, I, the, the giving back can be so rewarding when you see the results. And like the ones you just talked about, that's a direct result of, of some of the things you did. I have a question for you, and this is one I love asking my guests mm. and might put you on the spot just a little bit, but you'll be fine. <laughs> you'll survive. Let's say I had a big time machine right here, right? And it worked. And you can get in that time mas- machine and you go back in time and meet young lisa maybe 19 20 years old you walk right up to your younger self put your hand on your shoulder look yourself in the eye and say lisa let me give you this bit of advice what advice would you give your younger self
1: um that you're going to make me like get all emotional it's okay yeah, like you wouldn't
0: be, <laughs> <the only laughs> <one. laughs> would be the only be one like i don't want to
1: cry i have no feelings <laughs> it's <laughs> radio nobody <laughs> sees it you can thief. hear it but but you know i uh, i think i I didn't know what I didn't know then, so I probably had a lot of attitude and confidence um, that I wish I would have retained for the duration of my career because I think I lost it along the way and then got it back, but, you know, I, I could never have imagined the places that I would go and the things that I would see, so I would just want to tell her like you're gonna do amazing things.
0: <laughs> oh, that's exciting. That's good. It's always a, a good question. We've had. Uh, do you remember the doctor uh, that was on? I don't think you were here, Josh. I know you listened to, to him when I asked him that. His mom had passed away, and um, he had done so many things for her. he 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 cried, and it was it was sad. He was the chief medical officer for for big company. He was just telling a story. It's gonna be okay. Life life's gonna be hard, but you're gonna make it. Don't push yourself too hard and you'll fail, but just get up and you're gonna be okay. And there were tears coming down his face and it wasn't just his face. see it yeah. was mine too. So from, from a technology standpoint, what other titles and roles have you had to make it all the way up? CIOs, just the top of the food chain, typically. My, My Star, I've heard of them, too. I live in Jacksonville. Yeah. I feel like I've heard of <laughs> My Star once or twice. Of course but. you have. But what are some of the other roles you've had in technology?
1: So I, um, I was a college intern where I wrote code at uh, Pratt & Whitney, and uh, they make airplane engines oh, in sure. Hartford, Connecticut. And yep. then I... Uh, Worked at Lockheed Martin as a programmer on... I think, I think I've heard of,
2: of them, too. On <laughs>
1: Aegis Naval uh, Ship Software. I had a secret security clearance, which I thought was, like, really cool. Whoa, excuse <laughs> me. Yeah. Um, and then I moved into project management and then uh, leadership roles and and then um, just to, expanded from there. And, I, you know, I don't know that I wrote in that... Uh, post on LinkedIn that I, people believed in me that I didn't see in myself. I think I always wanted to get to the next step, but mm-hmm. I never really saw myself at the highest rung mm-hmm. of the ladder and tell a woman I worked with, she said, oh, do you want to have a job like Bill Christie someday who was the CIO? And I was like, what? Like, uh, like I never really thought that, thought about it and mm-hmm. until she kind of planted that seed in my head and made me believe that I could... I could do and it.
0: Here you are.
1: Here I am. Yeah. With are, these two clowns. Yeah, right,
3: right over here. Oh, uh,
0: okay. You, I'm, I'm are your technology skills still sharp? Because you know, a lot of times, and, and the, not like you're going to jump down and uh, just bang out a bunch of code right now. But a lot of times, I've seen this where you get into managing people and a little bit more removed from the technology. But not every company's the same. How would you rate your your actual tech skills? Not your knowledge, the skills.
1: Well, I um, I was helping my son program a Roblox game the other day, so <laughs> they they're, not, right now, yeah. they're not r- rusty. Although <laughs> he was writing something about somebody he admired, and he was writing it about me because probably because oh. he's lazy and like that was the best thing he could come up with. But <laughs> or because no, he's proud I'm of just, mom. I'm just kidding. He's probably right. gonna listen to this. Like, right, right. <laughs> it was a, it was a good choice, but um, he. Uh, He's like, you're not a programmer anymore, Mom. So, you know, I don't program, but I know technology. know how to ask the right questions and be curious.
0: Mm-hmm. You .NET, C Sharp, or Java?
1: I programmed in ADA in okay. college, <laughs> but you probably, it's a, a government <sighs> language. Yeah. I, I've done C Sharp and, and some of those things, but yeah. uh, I was going to take Python when I had a yeah. break, but I didn't.
2: Right. I, I got a question here, Pete. You said, what was it? Work work hard, right? Yep. Have fun. Have fun. Give back. Give back. So let, let's talk briefly here, because we're running short on time, on have fun, right? Once Sometimes as you work your way up that corporate ladder, and, and again, we love ViStar, a huge company for Jacksonville. What do you do for fun, right? How do you turn it off and not stare at a computer screen and think about your 200-plus employees that are in your department how do you turn it off and have a little bit of fun? All
0: you executives out there, this is a good
2: question. Listen <laughs> up.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I I mean, work is serious, but it also is a place that you can have fun. So I try to, you know, if I have to exist, I try to have fun everywhere I go. So, you know, in, during the pandemic, I was having daily stand-up calls with my team about some things that we were doing to, uh, for products to help people uh, with COVID relief uh, for credit cards and and other products, and I started my daily stand-up call with a joke because I'm like, if I get the microphone and it's a stand-up meeting, we're having a daily really bad joke.
2: Do you have a bad joke you can share with us?
1: I I have several bad jokes. Let's hear one.
0: Let's hear one
2: bad joke. How bad
1: of a joke? Do you want a joke that nobody's going to understand because they're not a computer nerd? Oh, wait
0: a second. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Why do computer programmers get confused between October 31st and December 25th.
2: I have no idea.
1: Oct 31 equals Duck 25. Which- <laughs> no,
2: no idea what that means. No yeah, idea what that means. I told means. you it
1: was like a terrible joke. Well, it's
0: perfect. It's perfect. You got computer nerds right now listening <laughs> yeah, and, and no, Cracking up right now. There's like now.
1: one person out there going, she's awesome. Everybody <laughs> else is like... All right. The cute, verse...
0: yeah. Lisa, <laughs> you're going to have a lot of people want to 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 learn more about you. Is LinkedIn a good spot where they can see your profile, maybe link in with you or follow you on LinkedIn?
1: Absolutely. I uh, try to respond to everybody who sends me a message on LinkedIn and uh, and happy to uh, connect with anybody who wants to learn more about what we're doing at ViStar or the technology roles that we have here or just advice or Do
0: you have any key open positions right now? Maybe we can get the word out and they can uh, apply directly to ViStar?
1: Yeah, we have, I have a couple of solution architect roles on my team that are open and uh, we're always looking for talent. I have more jobs, more (laughs) roles than that. I don't have the list, but yes.
0: Well, well, I want to thank you so much for spending some time with us uh, today. Lisa Cochran, CIO of ViStar Credit Union. Thank you for coming on yes, Hard thank Work you. to Repeat the Job Guy.
1: Thank you. I'm happy to be here and sorry about the bad joke. No, it was
0: amazing. <laughs> I'm going to have to look it up. <laughs>
1: I'll explain it to you. <laughs> You're listening to Hard Work to Repeat the Job Guy. And one 1.5. Do the Welcome
0: back, all you hard workers. And that little voice, my friends, is Adeline. That's Josh McCarthy, our uh, producer extraordinaire's daughter. And she's so little, and she starts out like a ball of thunder. You're listening to Hard Worker with Pete the job. And then she tapers off a little bit. But each and every week, she welcomes us back from the bottom of the hour break. And we're just pleased as punch that she does that. If you missed the first half of the show, show, shame on you folks. What's the matter with you? Set your alarms. It's that important. No, no, no. Listen, if you missed it. It's okay because you go to PeteTheJobGuy.com and you can listen to the show in its entirety. Uh, We upload every episode a couple of days after it airs. So uh, this episode today will air on like Tuesday or Wednesday during the week. And you'll get to listen to Lisa, the CIO from ViStar Credit Union, tell you about her career journey. And it's so interesting. Eric, how are you doing, my man? I'm okay, man. I'm okay. I'm (laughs) fan-damn-tastic.
2: Can I say damn? now I don't.
0: Yeah. Okay. I, know I got a thumbs up from our uh, producer over there. Well, he's always got the dump button if it gets a little stronger than, okay. than the the D A M N. We he can dump us. You can know we, that.
2: Can we put like a flush sound over it every time we have to dump something? It's just you hit the flush button or is Josh?
0: nod yes or no. Yeah, we can get a flush. Get thumbs it. up. I can't see. I got a screen right in front of my face. <laughs> All right. Let me tell you something that I've seen here lately, and you tell me if you've seen this. In the market. I was out uh, speaking at a group. It was a Rotary group. Uh, uh, satellite uh, supper group uh, over off of Bay Meadows and great group of people. And they were asking questions about uh, employment trends and they wanted some information. And, you know, that's what I do. I run a <laughs> staffing agency <laughs> and I find people jobs. Uh, president. All- Can we call you president? Yet yeah. No? President day. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Chief operating officer of Ascendo resources. Really El proud president. of that. President. Yeah. But, you know, one of the things that we were talking about, and you and I have talked about it before is benefit. And they were hammering me. See, I don't have a wealth of information that you have, Mm -hmm. but the one big thing I gave them is you need to talk to a benefits consultant right now because the benefits that you were offering in 2019, 2020, 2021 even may likely not get it nowadays because everything got so competitive. The great war on talent. How say you, Eric Ross? I mean, that, so that's a loaded question. I don't know what the actual question was. Um, so maybe clarify that. But, okay. But yes,
2: the question, things have
0: changed, that's for sure. Right, and that's what, uh, like, they asked me about, um, you know, what's different. One of the things I said is, you know, you have to build a better mousetrap. It's kind of a consistent theme, I say. If you want to attract uh, and retain your best employees. You have to do a little bit more than you did in the past. So in my, and they were asking me about information about different benefits. And I said, you know, there's creative ways to have different offerings. But I said, you need to talk to a consultant. I would imagine you at 212 Benefits right oh, I now. I love the free plug. Thank you, Yeah, sir. There you go. You have to be getting an influx of calls from concerned employers, yeah. 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 So, so two things.
2: One, if you're going to talk to a consultant, it's, it's a no brainer. It's 212 benefits, by the way. Yes. It's a free plug for me, just because I'm sitting woo. here the, at the, at the, the seat, right? At the table, wherever we are. If you don't offer, you talk about a mousetrap, right? Mm-hmm. How do mm-hmm. you, how do you get, Key employees, the best employees, but how do you how do you keep them? Right, right, because it's it depends the industry sector. There are some that are just naturally higher turnover companies. Like healthcare is a big one. I always go back to home healthcare, my first background. If you don't offer the bare essentials, mm-hmm. right, you, you're losing yeah, from you're, day one. You lose, right. If you don't tear up from that to maybe the top fifty percent. You're probably gonna lose if you don't tear up to the top 75 percent you're good and then there are companies that, that literally that's what brings employees there it's it's culture it's compensation is top of the list a lot of times future growth training development but if you don't offer the bare essentials you are going to lose long term and there are ways to show equations and and reports where you can say you're you, you can run a turnover report what it costs for every time an employee leaves Simply put, health insurance is important, especially since that term COVID. I hate saying it, but it matters now, Mm -hmm, right? right. So if you are offering health insurance to your employees, you are simply put obligated to cover 50% of the base plan, right? So business offers three different plans, high plan, mid plan, low plan. You have to pay at least 50% of the low plan. That's your starting point, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. If you don't do it right? Say goodbye within six months or a year. Um, and and what sucks is it's, it's expensive, man. It is expensive. And if you can, as a consultant or broker, which I guess technically I, I am, I don't, Mm -hmm. that's not my specialty, but you have to show, right? What's the benefit of paying that cost? 50%, but your turnover's at 75%, every employee, 75% turnover in the first year. You have to present this thing as a consultant. So bare essentials, health insurance, dental vision. Those are the bare essentials.
0: Well, you know, what? It, it's interesting because, you know, again, been in staffing for like 175 years because I'm old. Uh, and a matter of fact, I sit He's at the old. top of, of a mountain with a big, long white beard and all the other staffing professionals come to me for information. That's just the way it is. It's part of life. <laughs> One of the things that we're seeing right now uh, is an intense focus on culture. And you talk about it a lot. And we wrap the benefits into that culture, too, because some of the things... Things, um that are enticing people and, and it, let me back up when we look at candidates like when we talk to a candidate i might call you out of the blue eric how you doing it's uh, pete the job guy i'm good how are you oh, yeah, fine eric hey listen i want to talk to you i have uh, several uh, employment opportunities that are really really special and i just want a couple minutes of your time can you speak freely or you need to shut a door or something I mean I'm okay the door shut now I think other than what, what's your name or, sorry. <laughs> yeah but this is where uh, I'd say uh, uh, you might be so happily employed you might love your employer and I'm gonna ask a few targeted questions that are gonna center around culture benefits compensation uh, and quality of life from a work-life balance which kind of fits into that whole culture yep. thing I'm gonna ask a few questions until I uncover pain How, Is this head is this head hunting yes Pete? okay I that's called it. head hunting, yeah, let, and that's, that's what answer. I you, do you got candidate I want this person for this business here's why so you're saying got it if I'm if I'm recruiting you out of a company because I heard something about you or I know something Mm -hmm. about you somebody but they told me oh he he's the best there is but he's not interested in leaving well I'm going to find out I'm going to dig into your benefits hey let me ask you a few questions and then I start with my targeted questions looking to uncover some pain that might extricate you from the position you're in and put you in something that that might be your dream job even though you're not even looking but benefits leave current employers vulnerable I love it they, they absolutely do and again the size of your
2: business what can you afford you, as a business owner and leader you have to look at all these things and factor in the cost but you are going to lose key employees if you don't offer top-tier benefits Period. Yeah. That is where we are now. So counter question to you, and this is a loaded one, right?
0: Mm-hmm. How
2: do you how do you define culture, right? So when you ask someone, your your culture is great. Work life balance falls underneath it. Compensation is a big point, but like, how do you define culture? Right,
0: and and you know that is such a subjective thing. Correct. A culture. Uh, for me, the culture of my organization that I'm really trying to get everybody on board on the same page is you know, we work hard, have fun, give back. That's our, our like our overriding theme to our company. We're gonna come in, we're gonna work hard. I owe every employee a challenging and rewarding environment where they can thrive. But also I, I want them to have fun, feel valued uh, as an employee and a member of our team. And I want to inspire <clears throat> them to be a part of this culture of giving back to the community. So in that part where they're valued, Culture. What am I providing to make them feel valued here? And and again, is it different for every person? Yes, that's
2: what's hard, right? <laughs> so you have a company that's ten people. That's a different culture than a company that's two hundred people, right. because mm-hmm. it's different for each person. Okay. Yeah. Again, it, it benefits are a part of it. If 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 a twenty eight year old male and or female wants to have kids. They want to know, what's it going to cost me to have a baby? Right. That's expensive. I'm getting married next year. We want kids within two years. Right. That's part of the conversation when you Mm -hmm. hire them. Yes, sir. Hey, I don't want kids. And you know what? Benefits are kind of important. Important. What's important? It's important. That's a a Boston term. (laughs) Important. Um, (laughs) uh, uh, You know, a 28-year-old who has no desire to get married and have kids, they care about If their health insurance card carries dust in their wallet, Mm -hmm. maybe they don't need traditional health insurance. That saves a business cost, right? So you educate, here's what happens if you don't have insurance. God forbid something bad happens. So where can you reinvest those same amount of funds into another shiny object for that gentleman or female that doesn't care about the cost of having a kid? And and again, life changes over time. You don't know. And and again, counterpart, a 55-year-old, right, with- Whose kids are over 26 aren't on their plan, and maybe they want more PTO. Maybe they want a higher investment in their 401k. And I, I don't, we don't do 401ks. And I have thoughts on that. But maybe they want, I don't know. What are you? How old are you? 75. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm 57. What, I, I know how old you are, by the way. Yeah. What's important, like you and Angie, yeah. health insurance is important for sure. the smart people it yep. is, but what's something like right now, a benefit that you either have or don't have that's like, yeah, that excites us personally?
0: Well, you know, we have a, a, a great uh, benefits plan, but you know, truth be told, I'm a military veteran. I have benefits oh, yeah, for, ble- for life for free. I. Uh, uh, you know, some of the perks that, that that we have that we like, and it's kind of neat, is uh, one of them is uh, we're teaching foreign language uh, languages to our employees, um, and it's it's gone over really big. There are a lot of people that are you know the, the I, able to do Spanish class on one night, French on another. It's, how are you doing? I love
2: this. These are stuff we hear these stories all the time. How is Ascendo Resources? By the way, if you haven't heard of Ascendo Resources, look them up. They're incredible. <laughs> How are you doing that? If someone says, I want to learn Spanish, you just sign them up for FSCJ's Spanish classes? No, or no, you, no. Like, we yeah.
0: actually, we teach it. We have uh, 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 Spanish instructors, uh, instructors, uh, it, it doesn't hurt that uh, Ascendo, my company, is a certified minority-owned company. Uh, and uh, Spanish, there's so many Spanish speakers, but we we had uh, engaged an outside instructor to to teach it. Uh, but it's pretty cool. Listen, we can talk about benefits forever, okay. but let's do this right now. Let's let's party. Tee up. Uh, common sense ain't so common
2: okay so common sense ain't so common we do this segment we try to do it every week sometimes we miss it especially depending on the guest but here's the reality common sense ain't so common man (laughs) we think it is I love hysterical stories so every week I share a story on common sense ain't so common we try to get people to reach out send us specific examples we love when guests share them but some are funny some are sad um, most are funny, but please send us your stories. They are hysterical. There is nothing you can tell us. We'll we'll make it PG if it's rated R. But um, we like it, man, because c- you, you things that you think don't still happen in the workplace happen every
0: day, right. every week. Now you guys hear this? This is where. People make mistakes in business. They do dumb stuff. They say (laughs) dumb things. It happens. And in this segment, common sense ain't so common. Eric walks us through something that happened, and he changes the name, and it's always what you hear. It'll leave you scratching your head. Um, You know what? Let's go right into it with no further ado. Let's get this week's Common Sense Ain't So Common with Eric Ross. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, employees, bosses, and leaders,
2: and all you members of the Hard Worker tribe. A terrible Boston accent, my apologies, Pete. All you listeners that know there are no shortcuts, no magic pills, just good old fashioned hard work. Eric Ross here with 212 Benefits bring you this week's segment of Common Sense Ain't So Common, where we share real life stories, professional wisdom, and some inspiration from other hard workers in the community. Stories that will often leave you scratching your head thinking no way this happens in the workplace. Today is a two-part segment or a combination of both risk-taking and the fact that you will never be ready. But first, a quick definition on risk. According to this magical machine called Google, maybe you've heard of it, risk is defined as a situation involving exposure to danger, harm, or loss. Now I've always believed there are good risks and bad risks and do my best to lean towards good risks but I have occasionally taken on some risks that were questionable at best like that time Pete the job guy convinced me he had candy for sale in his van but most of us know there are many points in our professional and personal lives that require risk choose wisely the first story is shared by a local restaurant owner about one of her servers taking a big risk the bad kind of risk this server had access to multiple credit cards from patrons and thought hmm is it risky to steal these credit card numbers sure but I'm going to do it anyways." Well, the manager shared that after thousands of reported in theft, it was really easy to figure out who the culprit was and turns out stealing thousands of dollars is not the good kind of risk. In fact, it can result with a very romantic date with a cellmate at the not-so-high-end establishment called prison. Hmm. The second, more positive story shared comes from a CEO of a healthcare company about a risky new hire. This new hire didn't have the fancy degrees the other candidates had, had some experience in a similar industry, but not as much as other candidates, and at the end of the day was an expensive hire that would have an immediate hit to the bottom line. After many conversations between the CEO and the candidate, the CEO just had a feeling in her stomach that while risky, this was the right hire. Well, guess what? Three years later, that hire is still there, the top sales representative in the company, and now trains and develops other new reps based off of her experience and success. And that bottom line that was affected initially, all in the rearview mirror. The business has doubled in size in three years and what was originally thought to be a risk on an employee was one of the best decisions the CEO made during her professional career. So, risk taking and keeping in mind that you may not be ready. Just ask any loving, proud parent if they were ready to have their children. Ask any successful business owner or entrepreneur if they were ready to jump in. Ask any new CEO, CFO, manager, or even entry level employee who loves their new position if they thought they were ready when they started. The answer is likely no, but they took a risk. In all these instances, a risk was taken and all of them never looked back other than at laughter at their original thoughts that they weren't quite ready. So, some quick quotes on risk. Sometimes you gotta risk it for the biscuit. Can't give credit, I don't know who came up with that. This one comes compliments of Jim Rohn, if you're not willing to risk the unusual, you will have to settle for the ordinary. Mark Zuckerberg, maybe you've heard of him, said the biggest risk is not taking any risk. In a world that is changing really quickly, the only strategy guaranteed to fail is not taking risks. And my personal favorite by the late Dr. David Viscott, if you cannot risk, you cannot grow. If you cannot grow, you cannot become your best. If you cannot become your best, you cannot be happy. If you cannot be happy, what else matters? So. Risk, yes, you're probably gonna have to take some. You won't be ready, but try to lean towards the good risks. Eric Ross here with 212 Benefits. Friendly reminder, you need any help with your employee benefits, HR consulting, or just some culture improvement, we're happy to help. Also, looking for greener pastures? Hmm, is the grass greener on the other side? Searching for jobs? Guess what, I know a guy, his name's Pete. He works for a little place called Ascendo Resources. Maybe you've heard of him, give him a shout. You got any stories to share on common sense not being so common? Let us have them. Until next week, do not forget, you got to risk it for the biscuit.
0: Another gem for my partner in crime right here. (laughs) Risk-taking and... You're never ready. And nobody's ever ready. Who yeah. else? We're never ready in life. Folks, this next segment is one of my favorite. This is where Boston Danny gives your special person a, a wicked piss a shout-out. If you have a birthday, anniversary, or someone just made your workday a little brighter and you'd like to recognize them for it, send me an email, Pete at PeteTheJobGuy.com, and I'll put that email in Boston Danny's hands, and he'll give your special someone a wicked piss a shout-out. Also, remember, guys, if you want to... If you know of a funny work story and you want Eric uh, to build a common sense, ain't so common a story around it, you can send it to me, Pete, at PeteTheJobGuy.com. Or what's your email address, Eric? Eric at 212Benefits.com, LinkedIn, or just text me. There you go. Eric Ross. Eric Hot Sauce Ross. (laughs) With no further ado, let's get this week's Boston Update from Boston Danny.
3: Hello, Jacksonville. Danny here with your Northern Update. Well you know, like I said, April showers bring May flowers, so we're getting some good weather up here. I mean, it's still pretty chilly in the morning, and, uh, you know, I wouldn't leave my windows open at night going to bed, but, you know, it's, uh, it's coming around. April's here. We know the warm weather's coming. Gives us a little uh, trick us into wearing some shorts and stuff now, and then the next thing you know, you got your winter coat on, but it's wearing New England, and we do it. But, you know, when spring comes around, we're always got the, we always got the Celtics and the Bruins going for us. Like the Celtics, you know, um, they just clinched their uh, second seed up in the playoffs, you know, and that's for the eighth consecutive season and the 14th time in the last 15 years. And the, playoff, the, the Boston Celtics are playoff bound. So you know, it's always nice, you know, say what you want about Boston teams, but we always have an extended season. You know, you can always kind of count on them going into the playoffs, which is nice. We're very competitive, always competitive up here in Boston. That's what we like to do. So um, everything else we got going on here is, uh, you know, dropping my tidbits again. You know how much I like to do this. So Boston wasn't always called Boston. You know, when they first got here, people were calling the place around here, uh, "Shawmut." It was all owned by a guy named uh, Blackstone, and he sold it to the Puritans who came over, and they decided to name it Boston. But Charmant is an Algonquin word, and it means um, living waters. So that's just a little bit going that way with us. So uh, we got your shout-outs here, folks. You know you know, I like to get them in on you. We do everything. Birthdays, uh, uh, anniversary, just give them to me. I'll wish you a wicked piss of birthday. So I want to wish that wicked piss of birthday right to Chad Moyer, uh, Alexander Allen Verlander, Nate Pete and Kevin Meigs Mayer is how we say it up here in uh, Boston so you know happy birthday have a wicked nice day do something for yourself that's what we're going you know and always remember you know guys you got Peter here Peter's the job guy you know he's already done all the legwork he knows what employers need your skills and vice versa he's got the employee uh, employers that'll put you to work He's also got the employees for you employees that are looking for somebody. That's his job, that's what he does. He likes doing it and he gets it done. He's a hard worker. He'll uh, work all day for you. So always remember what the point of this is. Not only is there a lot of fun and entertaining, you know, all the guests are great. You know, congratulations, Peter's got a great network. So that's what I'm talking about. He'll get your job going. So brothers and sisters, Jacksonville, uh, enjoy your Sunday. You know, remember your first responders. All your military, uh, retired and active duty, all your frontline nurses and people keeping us healthy, and uh, everybody enjoy themselves. Take care.
2: You did it, ladies and gentlemen. You made it to the end of the week. Congratulations. Woo! Thank you. You worked hard. You might have played hard, but thank you for joining us. Thank you for working hard. Thank you for leading by example. And thank you for putting up with Pete the Job Guy. <laughs>